In today's show, we're looking at the Houston Rockets for the fantasy basketball season. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to talk about the Houston Rockets what's happening for their season coming up, what we can expect, what we might not expect, who knows. But we're also going to talk about the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. So, Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just a reminder, if you haven't listened to any of these team preview shows, I am running a Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. It's a 360-team league for categories, 360-team league for points. Culminates in a 60-team final week championship round all the rules will be attached. If they're not on this video, I apologize. It means I forgot, but you can check them out attached to some of the other ones. Um, and in the show notes of the podcast, they are attached there as well. Um, $25 entry, grand prize, $4,500. What you do to enter, you email, don't do it yet, but you email lofbbowl at gmail.com. In the subject line, write Rockets categories, and you can get in the Rockets division if you want categories, or Rockets points. If you write that, it makes it way easier for me to find your entry. Rockets categories or Rockets points. And then in the body of the email, write whatever you want. But there will be something that I say later in the show that you will need to include. You will need to include that into the body of the email. But I'll tell you about that later on. So that is how you enter. You can join the hundreds of people who have already got spots. And uh, hopefully you get one. But remember, there are hundreds of emails that come in for every show. And we have 24 spots to give out less, actually. Uh, less spots because there's already analysts who are in leagues who have got some of these spots. I don't, who's the fantasy? I'm going to have a look. The fantasy analyst who is in the Rockets division. Maybe there's no one. Look. Mm, maybe there's not. Actually, I don't think there is. Um, we'll try to get analysts in most of these divisions, but I don't think we've got one in this Rockets one. Oh, well, that was uh, a discussion that didn't go anywhere. But that's sometimes what happens, isn't it? We just We just move on and then we try to find stuff out and then we don't get it. But we're here to talk Houston Rockets. And they are a team, when we get down to it, that has a lot of value, I think, for this upcoming season. So let's look at how the schedule breaks down. It's only 49 quality games. It's okay. It's not too bad. It's below average. 51 is the average. Um, yeah, they're a team who's not going to be on national TV a huge amount. They're not that good. So it does hurt a little bit of their streaming value. It hurts a little bit of later round picks. It's not a big deal, but it's there. They also play 13 back-to-backs. That's right on average. The only guy at this point you'd expect to sit back-to-backs if he remains on the team is Eric Gordon. Their playoff schedule is pretty good, though. If you end on March 19th, same as the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, you play 11 games, a 4-3-4 schedule. If you end on March 26th, it's 11 games as well. A 3-4-4 schedule. 
And if you go through to default Yahoo, which is April 2nd, I'd recommend you don't. But if you do, it's a 12-game schedule for the Rockets. A 4-4-4, the old Moses Malone. 4-4-4, perfect schedule. Can't get any better than that. Literally the best schedule that you can have. 4-4-4 for the Rockets in the Yahoo standard playoffs. Does that change your mind any, guys? Probably shouldn't, but maybe. What it does is it should give you a bit of a tiebreaker, perhaps, on some of these players. It's a lot of breakout candidates on this team, I think. The delicate dance of Alperin Shingun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. When I talk breakout, it's going to be guys that we hold in different levels, different ideas on these players. Just for one thing, currently, I'll talk about this later, but currently on ESPN, there is not one single Rocket player with an ADP inside the top 100. So that goes to show you, A, they were horribly ranked, but also that there's just no buzz. People don't know what these guys are. They don't know what to expect. And there are four guys, and I'm not including any rookies in breakouts, but I think there's a few guys there who have some opportunity. But I think there's four players on this team who get their opinion changed this season. One of them is Alperen Sengun, as I just said. I think he's going to be the unquestioned starting center. He did have foul trouble last year. That probably means he can't play 35 minutes. Maybe he's 28. He played 30 minutes a night in his 13 starts last season. Maybe he can get it to 31. Players, as they get older, they do um, stay out of foul trouble more, but that often reduces their block rate. He sometimes has iffy percentages, but he's a good passer. He's a good rebounder. He can score. He can get steals and blocks. He's not Nikola Jokic, but he's got a stat set that might be close to it at some point in the near future. And we'll start to see the building blocks of that this season. I think Jalen Green's going to break out as well. He was really bad to start last season and really good to end last season. The reality of where he is probably sits somewhere in the middle of those two things. But don't be shocked if he's averaging 22 points per game, getting four assists, shooting 38% from three. Like I think, you know, he didn't contribute to winning. They didn't win. He was bad. He was bad. But can he establish himself as a, oh, okay, in two years, you're an all-star level shooting guard? I think that's possible. Now, I people know know of me. Know of me. That's not the right, right word. But they will have that impression in my head. Josh, you hate Kevin Porter Jr. You're not a big Cousin Kev fan. And because that's because I pushed back on you know, two years ago when he played this little run and people go, man, he's this league winner. you got to have him everywhere. And I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Like the percentages are bad. He's... He turns the ball over a ton. He's all over the shot with his production. I think I was right at, at that time. I also think now perhaps the pendulum has gone too far on Porter. I think he's okay. I think he took big steps last season. He shot 38 or 39% from three over the course of the year. His second half of the year was overshadowed by Jalen Green's, but it was really good. He took some big steps forward. And... One of the things that I questioned a lot, I don't know whether Porter and Green is a backcourt of the future you want to build around. And the guy that you build around is Green, not Porter. I was iffy on that. And I'm still not 100% sure. Like there's guys like Ty Ty Washington that they drafted. Oh, how could it be him, Josh? He was picked 27th. Yeah, well, okay. I think we forget that Kevin Porter was the 30th pick in the first round. Maybe Ty Ty can be that guy. But maybe it is Porter. Because for the first half of the season up into the All-Star break, Porter and Green... They were, ter- they were terrible. They were minus... I had the number in front of me. 
They were minus 15 net rating before the All-Star break together in 835 minutes. After the All-Star break, minus two. And minus two is not good. This is a bad team though. So to have your two main guards figure something out, yes, it's smaller sample size, but figure something out and go from being... Because when I said that at the start of the year, I don't think this combination is going to work long-term. It's because they were horrendous together. Like, they were terrible. Nothing worked. And then it clicked. And they were much better. Some of that's green. Some of that is also Porter. I think he could turn some opinions. And then the other guy, Usman Garuba. Really good at Eurobasket, playing for Spain. He is, I would guess, their backup center this season. There is a lot of talk that Jabari Smith will get back up five minutes so they can play Tari Eason. But don't be shocked if we don't really see much of Smith at center and it's Garuba Shangun. And I think in the future, Garuba could have an opportunity to play next to Shangun at times. Might be often, but I think like he can. He's not huge. He's about BAM size. He's got no offensive upside. He's got no offensive game to speak of at the moment, but it showed some flashes. But he's an unbelievable defender at this stage, I think, for where he is as a, as a young player. He's just someone that you can establish himself as a, and a breakout. I'm, I mean, from someone that people don't think of to being, oh, you're a really good backup center. And I think we might get that from uh, old Usman this season. But if I want to know about college football or pro football or all of the action across all footballs, the number one source is betonline.net. Find all of the football developments right over there. Game matchups, news, podcasts, odds, lines, including week three action, which is up at Bet Online. The Ravens, who got smashed by the Dolphins today. Smash is a big, tough word, I guess. They got comebacked on. Giggity. Um, Three-point favorites against the Patriots, so if you're so inclined. And then maybe I should look at the Texans, who had an opportunity to win today but couldn't get it done late. I'm recording this on uh, Sunday American time, if you're unaware. And the Texans, which is a Houston time. Where's the uh, Texans odds for next week? Anyway, can't see that. Doesn't matter. Better line's going to have them up there, and they're going to be up there really soon. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online is where the game starts. Okay. Let's look at some fantasy sleepers. Yep, fantasy sleepers. There's tons of them. As I said, ESPN has not one player in the top 100, and that is silly. It's silly. Those names that I mentioned, Green, Shengun, and Porter, they're all sleepers. Shengun, well, let's start with Jalen Green. He's ranked 79th on Yahoo, 79th on Fantrax, and 122nd on ESPN. Now, Josh, they're going to update ESPN rankings. That's fine. We're a month away from the start of the NBA season, and you're still trotting out this bullshit, and these ADPs are being heavily influenced by this. That isn't even their ranking, sorry. That's their ADPs, 122 on ESPN. So if you want to give ESPN a pass, because they're going to update it later, like, don't. Fix it now. What your Their mock drafts have been open for about eight weeks, and this we're still dealing with this nonsense. He's actually ranked 150th Jalen Green. People have smartly pushed him up to 122. But this is a guy who has top 40 upside. You don't draft him there. Even like, I think there's 20 spots of value at Yahoo and Fantrax, ADP, 79 and 79. Well, it's actually 76 for Fantrax. I'll type that wrong. Sixth round, absolutely no worries. Fifth round, I would consider it. 
Now, he does have a lack of steals. He's not the greatest rebounder, but he can get points. He can get threes. I think the efficiency goes up. He'll be good from the free throw line. And if he goes like Donovan Mitchell went from 1.2 steals to 1.5 or 1.6, he shoots up. He's a third-round player in that situation. I think he's going to score a ton. Shengun is at 83 on Yahoo. It is coming in really strong. He was outside the top 120. It's pushing forward. He's at 79 on fan tracks, and he is, of course, at a ludicrous 135 on ESPN, ranked 172nd there. Now, Shengun was 175th last season in 21 minutes. He will play more than 21 minutes. There is a dearth of centers. If you're in a two-center league, they should be abolished. But if you're in a two-center league, you need them. If you want to take him in round five, round four is pushing it. All right? I think there's top 40 upside in him as well, Shengun. But he's a good round six player. He's a possible round seven player. I'm seeing him go off the board. Now, that 83 on Yahoo will start to come in. It'll push into 60, 65 maybe. And that's maybe getting too far. But if you get him in the 70s, if you're on ESPN, get him in the 100s, 90s, that's so much value. Kevin Porter's at 108 on Yahoo, 84 on Fantrax, and 114 on ESPN. I think it's silly. Talk about big men. Assists become rare too. I don't think anyone's taking Kevin Porter's role this season. His free throw percentage is a problem. But as we've talked about so many times, there will be teams who have bad free throws. So draft him. You don't wait because he's got bad free throws to pick him at 108 or 114 on ESPN. The fan tracks at 84 is getting closer. I think he's a round six player, a guy between 60 and 75. These numbers are way too low. Porter was 106th last season. 106th. I think he's going to be better than that. I think we're going to see an improvement in his percentages. But even if he was 106th in an all-encompassing ranking metric, you deal with the bad free throws, and he's already up to 70th or 80th last season. And there, who drafts Zion? Who drafts Giannis? Maybe who drafts Luca? Who drafts Gobert? Who drafts Ben Simmons? Your free throw is already going to be pretty low. So the value of Porter becomes immense to you to get those assists in. And I think Jabari Smith Jr., He's being ridiculously underranked. He's at 89 on Fantrax, which is probably fair. But on Yahoo, he's at 114. It is coming in because he was ranked at 250 or something at one point. And on ESPN, it's at 135 because they don't have any rankings for rookies. And a reminder, if you're in a Yahoo draft board, draft room, and there's a column X rank, and there's another column that says rank. If you sort by the column that says rank, it's based on their projections, which are 100% faulty because they have projected zero stats for every rookie except for Nikola Jovic. And there's one other one. I don't remember who the other... There's two rookies they're projected stats for. Nobody else. So when you looked at that rank column, Jabari would be in the 400s because he's projected to play zero games and have zero minutes. By the time you see this, maybe that's changed. But I think he's around eight player at, at worst, Jabari Smith. He won't score well and he'll have field goal percentage issues, but steals, blocks, rebounds. He'll hit threes. He'll have some issues for sure. And that's why you go around eight, round nine. This is top 70 upside as a rookie, maybe. Maybe that's going too far. But I really like the value. I don't think there's any real guys who stand out as points league sleepers. These guys all have value in points. Like, tremendous value. Like, Kevin Porter's maybe a top 50 player in a points league. Maybe. And you're getting him at 100. Shangoon's higher. Yeah, Jabari Smith's got value. All of, all of these same guys apply to points and category leagues. And because there's so many sleepers on this Rockets team, there's not many busts. Although, I think the wild thing is. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Jay Sean Tate signed a contract extension in the offseason. It wasn't particularly lucrative. He is a solid player. But 
I think he's losing that starting spot at the four where he started last season to Jabari Smith. Now, maybe he slides across to the three. Maybe they start Eric Gordon there. Or maybe Tari Eason gets a crack at it. Regardless, there's just a lot of guys in that mix. And Tate is getting drafted at 99 on fan tracks. He was 141st in category leagues last season, Jay Sean Tate. He played 26 minutes a game. I'm not sure that that improves from there. I definitely am not taking him in the top 100. You can grab him with the last pick if you want, but I don't really see the upside. I think, yeah, I don't think it should be long before Eason really starts getting his minutes. And I think Tate's fine as a seventh, eighth man on a very good team. Um, He's 27, so he's hitting his prime. The upside's getting limited. Maybe he becomes a good shooter. I don't know. But I just don't think they need what he brought the last couple of seasons as much. And I just know that I'm not taking him at pick 99. That seems silly. So what am I doing in the last round? I'm not taking him there. Now on ESPN, maybe Porter or Jalen Green or Shingoon or Jabari Smith, maybe they're all available in my last round because of those wacky ADPs. Realistically, they're not. Who do I look at as an upside flyer with my last pick in a 12-team league, maybe even 14? Tari Eason's the guy. I think it'll be rough early on, and that might mean I drop him. But I want to get him just to see. What if Eric Gordon's moved out on the 10th of October? What if Tate starts and plays 24 minutes and Eason's just so irrepressible that he's getting one and a half steals in one block, hitting one and a half threes in 22 minutes? It's already valuable. I think it's the likelihood's low. But I also think that come March, that Tari Eason will put up maybe top 100 numbers, maybe, if not top 120. It might be top 70. He's got a great fantasy stat set. And the people in front of him are Gordon and Tate. And I think he can get ahead of him. And then Josh Christopher. Now, that's a bit of a long shot. I think Christopher can be a really interesting player. I think he should see a larger role. There is still Garrison Matthews and Eric Gordon there. And they did just draft Ty Ty Washington as another name in the backcourt. Dacian Nix is there. Christopher's probably more of a 14-team league last-round flyer pick. But he can definitely score. If anything was to happen to Jalen Green, he would be the guy that I would look at really closely. Because he's going to be a scorer. He gets his shot. He can put up some big games. He can pass a little bit as well. He can defend a little bit too. There's just some upside in, in what Josh Christopher brings. So let's look at the roster. I think they'll start Porter, Green, Tate, Smith, and Shingun, although Tate could very easily be Eric Gordon. I don't really see any other configuration for the other spots. I don't think Eason's going to be an opening night starter. I don't know who the hell else they'd start. They do have a bunch of terrible centers on this roster, and some I haven't even included here. Marquise Chris, Boban Marjanovic, shout out to Boban, great bloke, can't really cut it in the NBA anymore. Um, so I think Shingun's that guy. We've talked about all of those top five, those starting players already. Eric Gordon, he really struggled last season. 177th in category leagues. He played 29 minutes. I honestly, on this team, I don't see why he would play 29 minutes. He could play 29 minutes on another team very easily. But his days of being a top 100 fantasy contributor are over. He doesn't get the steals, really, the assists. His three-point shooting is okay. The volume's just not there anymore. So he's not someone we want to look at. He does have, um, I know mean, he has like decent ranks, but he doesn't. So I was lying there. Um, Tari Eason, we spoke about, really like what he can bring. He's getting drafted 147 on ES, uh, Yahoo and 157 on Fantrax, I think, which is fair enough. 
Joshy Christopher, and then Garrison Matthews, who will hit threes, Gary. He won't really do anything else, and that limits what he can do. And again, with Gordon, Porter, Green, Christopher, Washington, Knicks, Eason, Tate, who can play at the three, not really sure where Matthews' big minutes come from. He had a stretch last season when players were out where he came in and was banging in threes, but he offers nothing else. And that limits the playing time overall. Ujman Garuba. He's you know not really ranked. His pick's low. He won't be a great fantasy contributor. He might score three points a game. But he could also play 17 minutes a night. He could average a block. He could average a steal. He could average six rebounds. He could be a Bismack Biombo-ish type fantasy guy. And if he is pushed into a starting position, I don't know. He's someone, he's someone to watch. As I said earlier, I'm interested to see what Garuba is able to bring to this team um, in his second NBA season. We just barely saw him last year. Had some injuries, and there just wasn't the opportunity with Tyson and Christian Wood there. And that's something that is also worth mentioning that I haven't. I should have. Christian Wood's not on this team. He was taking up so many minutes and possessions that all of those guys, Shingun and Green and Porter and um, Smith and Easton, there's just so many opportunities for all of these guys to, to go around. KJ Martin, I, I like him. I don't think he's going to have a rotation spot this season. He's allegedly requested a trade. He's just a name to watch for deeper formats. David Nwaba, I don't think they should bother playing him, but they do like his defense. Taito Washington's the one to watch for me. I think that he went too late in the draft. I think he can show out as a backup point guard almost immediately and take over from Dacian Nix. He is older as a rookie. That's a little bit of a worry. Like I think he's 21 already. Um, and the shooting can be iffy. But he's just he's someone that we really want to pay attention to where he fits in the rotation. And deeper leagues, I wouldn't have a problem with drafting Ty Ty. He is he's an ADP of 132 on Yahoo for some unknown reason. I wouldn't be against just having a look at him and seeing what he brings. Dacian Nix, eh. Trevor Hudgens, scorer, undersized guard. I don't think he's going to uh, amount to much in the NBA. And they've also got Willie Cauley-Stein, Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris, Boban Marjanovic, Trey Burke, and Bruno Fernando. And a lot of those guys, probably five or six of them, need to be cut. Their roster is jam-packed. I don't think any of them have got anything really left to give in a high amount. Maybe Corley Stein is the backup center. We know he's a bad fantasy player. Marquise Chris is the opposite. He struggles on court, but he can be a good fantasy player. But he's coming off a broken leg, and we don't know that he has a roster spot just at this point. There's a lot to be interested in with this team this coming season. Value right across the board. Green, Shingun, Porter, Smith, maybe Eason. Maybe Tate's maybe a little overvalued. You know, the development of Garuba where Ty Ty Washington fits. There's a lot to really be digging into and to really be paying attention to with this Rocket squad. And you need to pay attention now because I need to give you the answer to the question for the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl because I haven't done that yet and it's time for me to do it. Should I stay on brand and give you a question about Alperen Shengun? Let's do it. Alperen Shengun, the delicate dancer. What is the name of the character in Big Mouth that I use for that Shangoon sound drop? It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. The answer is Andrew. That's all you need to write in. Andrew. The answer is Andrew. Because they look, and the reason I do it is because they look the same. Just look up Andrew from Big Mouth and look up Alper and Shangoon and what they look like. They look the same. That is your question. So, LOFBBowl at gmail.com. 
Rockets cats in the sub- subject line, Rockets points in the subject line, and the whatever else you need in the body of the email, just say that Alperen Shingun, the nickname is based on Andrew. Just say that's Andrew. Something like that, Andrew. Just have the word Andrew in there. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.